right. So being that this is our first episode, we wanted to kind of give our stories and let y'all know what brought us here, what we're all about, what, you know, when, when people tell their stories, it gives the audience, the listener, some emotion to connect to because they can always see themselves somewhere in there. They, they have those thoughts, those feelings, they've been through similar Mm -hmm. situations and circumstances. So it's taken us all quite, quite a while to get where we are. (laughs) I know for sure. As a pet parent, you face more challenges with your dogs and cats today than ever before in history. What's the best food to feed? How do I prevent illness and help them live longer? Maybe you currently have a pet living with disease or behavioral issues and you need a different approach for success. Welcome to the Pet Health Junkies podcast. We're so happy you're here. Pam Roussel is a holistic health practitioner specializing in holistic health for animals. Janet Cesarini is a healthy pet store owner and advocate for health through nutrition. Jessica Fisher is a pet parent coach and positive reinforcement dog trainer. Join us as we share our stories, experiences, and all that we've learned to change the way we think about raising our pets. We're breaking it all down and making it simple by sharing how we help pet parents just like you every day. Because when we know better, we can do better. So who did you, Janet, you want to go first? How did you, what happened? What happened to you yeah. to make you stray from the pack? Yeah. So I was <laughs> definitely anybody that knows me now, um, because I've always been such a rule follower. So I did kind of stray from the pack. Um, and just, I think I've always been an independent thinker, um, and always have loved research Um, Having, you know, with a background in education, you know, what I did as a teacher and a principal was research based. And so, um, you know, I grew up with all kinds of animals, but only had one dog growing up, had her for a short period of time. And before she passed away, she followed me home from school in first grade. And her name was Kathy with a K. She was a long haired black dachshund with some Pekingese in her. And she was just the best dog. So after that, after losing her, we didn't have another dog until my senior year at uh, Texas A&M. And that was my introduction to Aussies and Aussie, Australian Shepherds and Border Collies and fell in love because they're wicked, smart, <laughs> wicked, loyal Um you know, anybody who knows dogs know how loyal they are and, and how loving they are. But anybody who works with that herding breed, it's just, you know, you're a herding breed person or you're not, I think, or the terrier breeds. And um, Rio was my senior year of A&M. And he opened up my world to dogs again. And Fast forward many, many, you know, a couple of decades, you know, my lifestyle wasn't accommodating for dogs and I had cats until 2012. And in 2012, Hank and Charlie 
um, came into my world and the world of my husband and me. We got married in 2012 and um, went on our honeymoon. And I always say a week after our honeymoon, we had twins <laughs> because we came home from our honeymoon and we, a friend of mine had a litter of Aussies. And I always said I wanted Aussies again. So we went and picked up Hank and Charlie. And as I was thinking about my origin story, you know, about four to five years into their lives, things started to change. Um, and I, I wrote notes, but I was that person. I did all the shots. I did all the vaccines. I did the um, vet recommended dry food and thought I was doing everything okay. You know, I did the heartworm meds. I did the flea and tick meds because, you know, we lived in the, the Houston area um, for a little while. And then before we came back to Austin and um, I thought I was doing everything okay, you know, and right. Um, and I was doing everything that I knew to do, right? So about four or five years into it, we started to see weight gain, lethargy. Um, we started to see the the stools change. Like they always gave me this big heaping um, pile of poop. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. You know, it's, you know, it's a lot. Now we know different, right? And I know we'll get into that in the podcast. Um, but, you know, we went from, I'm going to fast forward here. I'll do a little sidebar. We went from having lots of poop to having, you yeah. know, that much, which is thumbs up, you know, the way we want to be. Um, that's what we want to see um, because that means that the body is using the nutrients that it's getting instead of just passing it through the body. So that's kind of a, um, just a foreshadowing of some of the things that we're going to be talking about on our podcast, but anyhow, overweight, lethargic, lots of shedding. And it was like, Oh, well, you know, they're Australian shepherds. They're double coat. They're going to shed. And, and I remember from Rio, you know, he did shed a lot. Um, and more foreshadowing. I now know you can do something nutrition wise to help curb shedding. And so my, I went to the vet and I was, or they were prescribed Apoquel, which is most commonly, you know, most people know it's given for um, mm -hmm. allergies, things related to itching, licking, you know, the paws, um, scratching, and I, for the weight problem, they wanted me to put them on a very well-known dry kibble for weight reduction. And going back to my teaching roots, I asked the question, you know, how does that work? What's, what's in these, the prescription, what's in this food, you know, how come it's going to work? Because you know, I also wanted to know why I've been doing everything you told me to do. Why is, why are we here? Why didn't mm -hmm. that work? I mean, my dogs weren't even seniors, right? So, and I thought, you know, I need, I need another decade out of these guys. And if we're going to go on to prescriptions and we're having these issues, 
down the road, what is that? What is it going to be like? Because, you know, you look at humans. such an important question. Mm -hmm. I feel like every pet parent should be asking themselves, I've been doing everything you've been telling me to do. Why are we here? Mm -hmm. If if everybody stopped and asked that question, I mean, how many people's, how many pets' lives would change just because people stop and ask that question? I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because, um, you know, it hasn't been easy in the respect for me because I'm, I've always been an inquisitive person, child, student, daughter, (laughs) sister, and many more times than not, even friends, when you're asking questions that has a negative connotation to it. So I even think in our podcast, we're going to get into some humanity of things and also some empowerment. I totally agree because yes. especially right. as women, um, we're really taught, like we really are looked at. If we ask a question, how dare you? Right? Yeah. Like, especially as women, we get, yeah. we get that. Yes. So like, I don't think men get that yeah. in the way that, in the way that women get that. So that's for sure something <laughs> we should talk about. Yeah. Not to the degree. Yes. Yeah. So that was my question. You know, I was just, I've never been one to just say for you to tell me something and me go, okay. You know, cause I want to take that in and how does that sit with me? How does that um, fit my belief system? And how does that affect not only me, but in this case, Hank and Charlie, you know, the loves of my lives. I mean, I don't have children for those, anybody who's wondering, um, I have five fur babies <laughs> and um, they are my world and my husband's, you know, we, we, you know, live for them and we want to give them the best life ever. So we thought we were doing that. And then we ended up with problems and I had the, um, the carpet pulled out from underneath my feet and I felt like I failed them immediately because again, I said, you know, how does that work? Why are we here? And that day, that day was the, shift for me as far as on being on the precipice or the cusp of mm-hmm. a paradigm shift, which again mm-hmm. is why we're here. You know, we're seeing a lot of that in the relationship between pet parents and pets is a, a shift, but because we're seeing that in the human, you know, mm-hmm. side of things as well as we're seeing a paradigm shift about, Hey, I need to take back my power, mm-hmm. take back my health. What y'all have been, you know, giving me and telling me to do is not working. Why are we here? So I told my vet, um, let me go home and research that and I'll get back to you. And I, I encourage pet parents and just people to say, you know, do, do your research. And I remember, you know, Dr. Karen Becker and Rodney Habib and, um, you know, a friend of mine, Terry Swanson, um, and here up here in Salado, that does all things, um, all creatures, hyperbaric oxygen, you know, therapy. She said, do your research. And all of them are right. And so I did that. And I'm going to tell you that um, I cried when I read um, the ingredients Mm -hmm. in the food. Look, I'm going to cry now. (laughs) Um, No, it is. (laughs) <laughs> it was very it's emotional. Just, I really want to acknowledge 
your bravery in that moment, talking to your veterinarian, because it's so sad to say that that's brave. That's, that's a, that's a, a normal, rational conversation. But in the society we live in today and the relationship that most pet parents have with their veterinarian, it's considered brave to, to, to talk to your veterinarian in a way that, that makes you their equal. Yes, they have a degree that we don't have, but that doesn't mean that we don't have knowledge that they don't have. And to just say, thank you for that information. I'm going to take that and do my research and follow up with you. That was so brave of you. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that was the beginning of the change. Um, cause I researched every single ingredient and I went online. I looked up the Apoquel. I read the myriad mm -hmm. side effects and Hank is over here off screen. And, um, that's, that's why I got so emotional because, you know, <laughs> Hank loves his din dins. <laughs> And the food that they wanted to, to give him um, had a lot of fillers in it. Um, one very common one that just sends me through the roof in pet food is powdered cellulose, which is tree bark, okay. pulp. It's absorbent. Mm -hmm. It's filler, right? It's no nutrient value. I mean, it has fiber in it, keeps things moving. But, you know, what a dog needs is animal protein. It's protein, but it's animal protein. You know, they need macronutrients. They need micronutrients. And so I looked at Hank and, and that was another question I had for my vet. I said, how does that work? He said, well, it'll make them feel full. And I keyed in on that word mm -hmm. feel. I'm like, mm -hmm. is it going to feed him what he needs and fill him with nutrition or just make him feel full? Um, you know, because. I can drink water all day long, but I'm not getting the nutrients that I need, but I'll feel full. So that I was an advocate for, for Hank and Charlie. And that was, again, like I said, my paradigm shift. And I just started to ask questions, ask questions in the universe, you know, and start researching and here, like with anything, you know, if you, if you seek answers, you will find answers. And that I became a seeker. I became mm. a truth seeker. Um, always had been in other areas of my life, but not with pets because, you know, I had not had a need. And so um, that is, is where the story really, you know, began. And then the world of what I do now, you know, opened up. And so, you know, I walked into my first independent pet store. And I heard about raw food for the first time. And I thought they were crazy. <laughs> uh, feed my pet raw meat. Are you, they're going to get sick. They're going to get salmonella. That's another topic, you know, that we can talk about. You know, we know now, you know, dogs are, you know, a healthy gut biome, a healthy dog, um, is not going to react like humans do to salmonella, E. coli, listeria. Not that they can't get sick, you know, if you, especially if you have a compromised dog and if you have compromised meat, but you know, the, the inspection process for raw food, 
is much more stringent than it is in the pet world than it is in the human world. And it's a, it's the concern over E. coli, Listeria and Salmonella really is about the human handling of it. You know, there is a liability there. Right. And from the FDA. So um, anyhow, I heard about raw food. Um, I heard another product of, and, you know, about cleaning up the gut and what it means to have a healthy gut um, and started down the path of changing supplements, nutrition. Um, and it was amazing to see the transformation. Um, my overweight dogs lost hmm. 10 pounds just because I cleaned up the mm -hmm. gut and cleaned up the diet. Um, they're like puppies again. They're almost 11 now and they're so active. <laughs> Sometimes they drive me crazy, <laughs> but you know, I got my dogs back. That was, you know, and I hear people say that in our stores, like you, thank you for giving wow. me my dog back. Um, they're like puppies again. And that's Hank and Charlie at almost 11 years old. And, and so this was six years ago. And so, you know, healthy gut, we have healthy poops now that almost disintegrate. You know, if I leave them out there two days, they're gone because nothing's left but, you know, the ash and they've absorbed all the nutrients. And by absorbing all the nutrients, it feeds the immune system. So do we have need for Apoquil, like itching, paw licking, all that? No. Did I ever put them on Apoquil? Good for you. No, <laughs> never did. Yeah. Did I do that, that food? God, no, mm -hmm. I did not. I just started reading, learning, changing their nutrition. I was seeking out literally the independent pet stores that I went to because I did the big box stores too. And, you know, looking back now, I feel like I wasted a few years because I now know because owning a pet store, um, I can see behind the scenes and I now know that, well, you know, they had their quotas to make and they had to push this this week and this that week. And so depending upon when I went in, it was like, oh, this is the greatest food or this is the greatest food. No, oh, yeah, kibble will get tartar off of the teeth. No, it doesn't. It puts tartar on the teeth. It's carbohydrates. It's like if you eat a bag of potato chips, you're going to have film on your teeth. It's so it just is interesting to see the transformation and the, mm -hmm. the journey. And I'm so glad to be here so that we ladies can just share our experience and hopefully in, in not an intimidating way, but in an encouraging yeah. empowering and you, way. so in a nutshell, but now in today, a nutshell. you have your own independent pet store, right? Pupology in Georgetown, Texas. Yes. And you get to help people that were yes. like you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. I am blessed um, to during that journey. I always knew even as a small child, I wanted my own business. I thought it would be in like gifts and pretty things, um, which that has its purpose in the world. We should be surrounded by beautiful things, living and non-living um, but I, it came to me one day, it was another aha moment. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want a store that caters to pet parents, um, that are on a mission to improve the lives of their pets. And so every day, um, I work with a, a wonderful team who I have taught, who are hungry for knowledge, who are, um, 
continuously learning about, you know, the ever evolving, ever changing, you know, pet industry and nutrition and the world of supplements and just best practices for our pets. And um, that in itself is a journey because we sometimes can just, we want to download all this information and it can be overwhelming. Um, we recognize that sometimes people walk in on a recommendation of people who have, we've helped in the past or are currently working with and our customers are wonderful, you know, for referring us and, we ask, do you want the Band-Aid or do you want us to go to the source? Because if we're going to go to the source, <laughs> it's going to be a minute. <laughs> and we're going to tell you things that are going to make your mind go, oh. But, you know, we mm -hmm. make connections. And so, um, yeah, I opened the store. I actually left corporate America in 2016, July of 2016, and just stepped out in faith. Um, believing what was in my gut, which is, this is my, my purpose. This is what I've been working on for 30 years, you know? Um, and I started as a pop-up. So I would go around to different market days. I would go around to fairs and, you know, events, local events, um, in the greater Austin area, um, two to three weekends a month. And I was listening to people. I was teaching them what I knew about Hey, let's start with better mm -hmm. treats, literally treats, you know, single source ingredient treats, clean sourced treats, um, not full of carbohydrates, you know, not full of fillers, real food, not all these chemical names. And so, and better toys made in the USA. Um, you know, is it okay to, to have a rawhide? No, it's not. They're not digestible. They have formaldehyde in them. They've got bleach in them. Um, and so because we see it everywhere and we're as pet parents, we're so heavily marketed to, you know, we don't know better, but we're here. I, I wanted that store for three years as a pop-up and now three years, this was our anniversary month this month, three years in brick and mortar. Um, we're like, if we, if we know better, we do better. And so that's the mission of pupology. And, um, yeah, three years into the pop-up, a um, cute little house on Williams Drive here in Georgetown opened up. And again, another leap of faith. Um, I mean, we had 700 square feet, maybe. And I opened without food. <laughs> I didn't have food until September of that year. Um, I learned just so much every single day um, and just was so hungry for knowledge. I, and during those three years as a pop-up, I had continuing, continued my research mm -hmm. and learning. And that continued when I opened brick and mortar. And then we moved a year ago into 1,300 square feet. So almost doubled our space. Um, and we continue to grow. And I feel very blessed and very fortunate to have the opportunity to do Yeah, what no, it's wonderful. Doing. And it's, I know I so. spend... Everybody, I can there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I am so appreciative of both of you. <laughs> yes. Just, we yes. reach more people. And it's so important to support each other too. Uh -huh. and, yes. and help more pets. It's, yeah. It's, Absolutely. And, and not just supporting each other, but supporting the mission, yeah. you know, and educating That's it. other people so they can learn and, and do better for their pets too. Because... We all started there. Yeah. I feel yeah. like everybody yeah. in the healthy yeah. pet space 
Like we are all, we all need to support each other because our overall mission is the same. So yes. Mm -hmm. Pam from Perfectly Holistic. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm representing the cat here. Tell me what made you decide to say, screw everybody else in the world. They're wrong. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my journey started with me back in 2004. I think it was 2004. And I was working in the fitness industry at the time. Um, I had developed a foot injury and it was the bottom of my foot and a bone was basically so inflamed that it was dying. Um, And so the podiatrist that I was going to at the time put me in one of those boots and I, and I'm sure I've had like two or three steroid shots or whatever, cortisone shots to try to really, you know, reduce the inflammation. I was in that boot for a very long time, months. It was not getting better. And I was on a vacation in Vancouver and we were driving through Chinatown and just looking at the markets, you know, there's outdoor stuff and signs everywhere. And it was kind of signs and in Chinese and signs in English. And I just had an epiphany moment right there in the car driving through this town. And I thought, you know what? Here I am on a vacation wearing a damn boot. (laughs) When I get home back to Houston, I'm going to go find me a Chinese doctor. I've got to do whatever, what I'm doing is not working and I need to get out of that paradigm that I was in. This conventional model wasn't working for me. So that's what I did when I get home. When I got home, I started, I got on the internet and I looked up Chinese medicine, uh, doctors, acupuncture. And I, I want people to know that I am needle phobic. I run out of the room if there is an SHOT. Okay. So <laughs> I dragged my husband at the time with me to this first appointment because, hello, I am terrified. Right. And so I, I end up at this wonderful little Chinese lady's doctor's office. She's from China. She's an MD. I can barely understand her. And I knew I was in the right place, you know, because she has been practicing this medicine for years. And if Chinese medicine didn't work, they wouldn't be still doing it for thousands of years. Right. So I, right. Long story short, she healed my foot in eight weeks. No boot, nothing, herbs, acupuncture, done, eight weeks. And then I remember that last appointment at that time, um, she said, you don't need to come back. And I was just so shocked by a doctor telling me, don't come back, because you never hear that. You never Uh hear that in the conventional world. It rocked me. I was like, wow, what kind of a doctor says that, you know? A healing doctor. A healing doctor. Honest, it really wants yeah. their patients to get better. I don't want to see you again. You mm-hmm. you don't need me anymore. And I thought that was so right. That I thought that was profound, and and quite a a dichotomy of what we see in traditional medicine these days. So that started me on 
a journey of just what else do I not know that I obviously need to learn? And so I started reading books. Um, I discovered Dr. Uh, Mercola. I discovered Karen Becker. I started mm -hmm. reading books about, mm -hmm. you know, following the money. Where's the, you know, why we have the industries that we do today and just look at how corrupt they are. And it was based on, you know, their practices and the, and the greed and the money and the control and all of that corporate corruption. And it was just really eye opening to me. And, um, being in the fitness and health profession, I felt like my industry had done me a disservice. And I was, I was kind of upset mm -hmm. at first when I was learning all this information yeah. about natural health, you know, and we don't need, we don't need medicines. We don't, I mean, Yes, there's a time and place for certain mm -hmm. things, but for general aches and pains, there right. are so many natural remedies out there. There's so many natural options for health. There's so many ways we can do better nutritionally. There's, and I didn't know that, and I'm in the health industry. So that was quite a, that was quite a shocker for me that I had to get, you know, like get past that shock and, and kind of disappointment and go, you know what, I'm going to do better. And so that's where the path started to divide. You know, I took the less traveled road and I started to make mm -hmm. it my mission to learn. And it was like this hunger and this passion that was driving me. And a few years, a few short years later, um, one of my cats started to develop feline acne on her chin. And I had never seen feline acne before. So I took her to a vet and this one vet said, oh, we'll just, you know, it will probably just bacteria. We'll just scrape it off of her. And I remember watching the vet text and this vet like forcibly scrape, you know, the stuff off of her chin. And she was just not yeah. having it. Like this is oh. very wrong to me. And it didn't, you know, she's like, change your bowls, whatever. It came back, of course. And so I went to, I looked up and found an integrative vet that was kind of far, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go. We went to her and she's like, it's probably food sensitivity or sometime. But we, we think you should go to see this veterinary dermatologist. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm still on this journey of learning everything. So I go to the veterinary dermatologist and she says, yeah, it's probably food allergy, but we need to, we would need to do the testing. And I'm like, well, how do you do the testing with all the needles on the skin? I'm like, oh no, no, no. You're not putting my cat through that. <laughs> Concurrently at the yeah. same time, one of my coworkers at the time Mary, love her to death. She's a very dear friend of mine, was going to a naturopath clinic. It turns out it was very, very close to my house. And she was telling me about her visits to this naturopath clinic that she had been going to for her, her health issues and stuff at the time. And she, she told me at work one day, yeah, I was at, I was over at Heights yesterday and someone had their cat. And I was like, cat? Cat? I think cat? <laughs> And I always stuck with me. And so instead of following the veterinary, you know, advice of, oh, take this very expensive prescription food. And by the way, it was dry. Um, 
and do allergy testing, I said, you know what? I'm going to take my cat to the naturopath clinic because obviously they're doing something over there that I feel like I need to know about. So I went to her and in one 30 minute session with the gal, I found out what she was sensitive to, what was causing the problems. She did energy clearing, healing work and cleared stressors. She did muscle testing and I'm the surrogate she's using to do all this stuff. And I'm having my mind blown. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and she says, yeah, just give her about, you know, 24 hours or so. And then you can start feeding this, the, the chicken. I think it was chicken, of course, that she was sensitive to. And um, I'll tell you, from that day forward, Lily never had another skin breakout again. And she was eating chicken again. She was eating a variety of different things. But... That was so pivotal in my awakening process that I was like, what? This is incredible. I need to learn more about this. So I, I learned how to do muscle testing when this clinic offered a workshop one weekend. And my friend Mary and I were like, we are going to go because we want to figure out how to do this stuff. You know? And it was so fascinating to me. That was That was the day that the light bulb really went off in my head and I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is, this is game changer. I, this is every pet <laughs> parent needs this. Um, so I made it my mission to master all of those techniques and practice, practice, practice. I practiced on people at work. I practiced on pets. I practiced on myself and you know, whatever, every opportunity that I could, I was testing and practicing and learning all this stuff. Fast forward 2014, um, I, we were planning on going on a vacation and had having six cats. We weren't going to take all six with us on this two-day road trip. We were going to board two, the older two, and take the younger four. And the local cat boarding only facility required updated vaccines. Well, I stopped doing the yearly vaccines when I had my epiphany moment with the Chinese medicine experience, not too long after that. I'm like, hmm, I don't need to be taking them every year for these things. And there's no, there's no need. That was like mm -hmm. one of those aha moments. Like I don't go get vaccinated every year. Why am I doing that for them? And I stopped. Right. So, but until then, right. you know, I was that dutiful pet parent every year, get a little card. Oh, I guess it's time. Yeah. Let's go load everybody up. You know, what a, what a drama. I mean, that was just stress on everybody. So I, I was under a deadline. I had to turn in my updated papers for the, for the two cats and it was dragging my feet, dragging my feet, because something inside of me said, this just isn't right. And I felt like my hands were tied. And so we did. We took them over and we got them updated on their vaccines. And um, the, you know, the doctors were just, you know, just doing their thing. They're like, okay, well, are they, how are they feeling? Are, you, are they kind of sick or anything? What, like, no, but I didn't know to tell them certain things because they didn't ask me the right questions. You know, if I had known right. what you really yep. wanted to know, I would have been more specific and given you some more background on Snow Bear. Seven days later, he died from an adverse reaction to those vaccines. And I think it was more the rabies vaccine. But within 24 um. hours, he was having major swelling and having just major issues. So 
fast forth, you know, seven days later from that shot, uh-huh. she passed away at four o'clock in the morning in front of me on the floor. And it shattered oh me, obviously, because I felt responsible because I had made that decision Yes, with my hand feeling like my hands were tied and I didn't have a choice, right? Even though it was, mm-hmm. there's no scientific basis for having to keep doing that and proving to people, hey, my cat's healthy. You know, he had, he had underlying health issues that he should not have been vaccinated. He should not have been vaccinated. Mm. He How was, old was Snow 12. Bear? He was 12. Yeah. He was, and he an, was an indoor, indoor cat. cat. Yeah. Was he a raw no, fed cat at that not. time? He was not at that. Not then. Time. But he, but he was an indoor cat yeah. and, and, all intents and purposes should have been healthy. He had, he had some feline herpes. We don't really know how he contracted that unless it was something he had picked up as a kitten in the cattery. It's possible. Um, And then he also had some feline bronchitis and I had been to a a couple Mm. different vets about his cough and they showed me pictures. Mm-hmm. They took x-rays and put them up on the wall and were showing me, you know, the, the, his lungs and everything. And I said, well, how do you cure that? He goes, well, there's really, there's no cure. And I immediately in my head's like, oh, yes, there is. You just don't know it. Yes, there is. Yes, there you is. You just don't know it. Yes. And so I went yeah. home. Right. Maybe Correct. not conventionally. Correct. <laughs> not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Conventional medicine. When yeah. I tr- you no know, cure. But. Um, but I had been working to with some herbals and just little stuff that I had been that I had been finding and ways to kind of try to help him. And um, that was the day I brought. I came home and I took I took away the dry food. I just I stopped cold turkey. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? And I, he is, he'd been to the car, to the naturopath too, a couple of times. So with, this has been a process for him, but one of the things I immediately did was took him off the dry food. And can I tell you within, within two days, that cough improved by 95%, 95%. He stopped coughing. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those were just one of those little lessons I kind of learned along the way when I was learning about holistic approaches for health with cats. My cats gave me a lot of, a lot of learning opportunities, you know, um, and I'm grateful to that, but his death being so raw and so sudden and so much guilt around that for me, um, it was devastating. And I remember sitting in my best friend's, my co-workers, Mary's office at work, and we were sobbing about the whole thing one day. And I just looked at her and I said, you know, it's just not right. Someone needs to open up a boarding facility that doesn't require vaccines for cats. And I had been looking for business opportunities because I was feeling very restless and dissatisfied in my career and hearing that out loud, I stopped myself and I said, looked at her and I said, I need to open up a 
the boarding facility that doesn't require vaccines for cats. And that was just a, like a seed in my mind that was planted. And so I went on that yeah. vacation that we had planned. We did not board the other cat. We took them all with us on this road trip and we did great. Um, and I took a, I took a journal and I spent that trip brainstorming about what kind of business I would have and just kind of putting that vision and what it would entail would look like and all of that. And so that was kind of like the beginning of, of starting my company. And then eight months later, well, it was, it was August of 2016, 20, was it 15? I think it was 2015. I actually filed for my DBA and started perfectly holistic. And so, and I, and I, That's what I did. and then I, I started my launch, my website, yep. my wonderful cousin owns a, a um, web development company. And he helped me came into town with his, with his teammates and we designed the website. He put it together, he built it, he launched it. And then I opened my online e-commerce store three months later and that was the beginning. And I was blogging and I was educating and I, I just had a lot of content that I spent because um, I was working full time. So I was trying to figure out what, how to balance everything with what I knew I was meant to be doing. And the growth and responsibility kept increasing more and more and more and more and um, more opportunities. And I call it learning curves. You know, it's just you don't know what you don't know when you're starting a business. Right. Um, and at the same time, and continuing to learn <laughs> to be this health coach for cat people to, to do better for their cats. And so, um, just, you know, I worked my, my tail off for over six years doing full-time work and yeah. running a business at the same time. Um, so blessed that I was able to finally resign that full-time career uh, at the very beginning of this year. And I moved to Georgetown the next week. <laughs> and, now, and I am working full time now. I'm perfectly holistic, which is a dream. And I get to help cats and I get to help cat people new, you know, learn and do better for their cats. And, and all the holistic approaches that I have learned over the years from my own cats being my own best teachers and from other cats that I've worked on, and just learning new modalities and taking all of my knowledge from sales and marketing and, and holistic health and put it all together in a platform. It's, it's, it's been uh, quite the journey, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do anything else. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's my story. And you know, there were so many <laughs> nuggets in there and I know for sure we'll be talking think... more about jabs. <laughs> and, um, no, yeah. Yeah. But I, I had important. a thought when you were talking about it that I, like, I think we would be hard pressed to find many animals at all in the United States that are healthy enough to actually qualify for a vaccine, like, mm -hmm. because they live in a state of disease all the time, like we do <laughs> anymore, just because of how we live um, and our environment yes. and our yes. food. Yeah. And, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but there are things that we can do, which is you know why we're all here to start to you know try try and reverse it yep. and cleanse and you know get back to a degree real of health. Yeah. healthiness. See what real um, yeah yeah real Absolutely. health um, vibrant vibrant yes, health whole health we want and to be vibrant vibrancy <laughs> not just yeah we do yeah it's. I think that um, you you touched on Pam about how you're we we both and I know Jessica you're going to share your story here in just a few seconds but um, we both had those personal experiences that changed our worlds mm-hmm. you know, changed made mm-hmm. us you know, think again think differently and change the paradigm and start asking questions and becoming a seeker of yeah. information or knowledge. Um, because going back to it again, you know, you're going to hear us say this a lot is when we know better, we do better. If you know different, you hopefully do different. No, and that goes along with right. anything in life. Right. Right. You can apply that to anything in life. Um, relationships, your, you know, your personal relationship with yourself, your, you know, relationships with um, significant others, with work, your pets your eating habits, your exercise habits. I mean, your thinking mm-hmm. process, all of that. Um, so I'm excited to be partnering with you three ladies. And I, I find it um, not coincidental that <laughs> right? we all are in it. We ended up in Georgetown together. Yeah. And the, no, I was going to say, and just like I met you, Jessica, through Pam, I met mm-hmm. Pam at Super Zoo. Um, the you know largest pet retail you know, conference in, in that happens every year in Vegas, and we were I say we were the two nerdy you know girls uh, <laughs> on the front row, and we were listening to um, a presenter, and we each kind of held back after the the seminar because we had additional questions, and we just that that's how yes. we met across the aisle. And found out that you know she was in Houston, um, which I'm. I grew up about an hour south of Houston, and we ended up having a mm-hmm. mutual friend um, from my hometown, who she, whom she had yep. you know had met from her work um, at the, the um, mm-hmm. at the you know spa fitness, yeah, the club, and so it. We started attending Super Zoo together every year. So I mean, this Five. will be year number. four. Is it seven, five? Well, yeah. the pandemic, yeah, took out a couple, but yeah. that was twenty sixteen. My so this my would first be year would have been twenty seventeen. I think it was twenty seventeen. Okay, that, yes, you're right because I went by yes. myself twenty sixteen. I mean, I I left corporate America on like July sixteenth, twenty nineteen, and within. Six weeks, I had my first pop up, and I look back on it now. I'm like, I have no idea how in the hell I did that. But I and I learned. I went online, and all of a sudden, this mm-hmm. thing called Super Zoo pops up, and um, I look at it, and I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to go to this because I can learn so much. There's mm-hmm. educational seminars. There's the trade show floor where you get to be up close and personal with the pet food brands, the pet manufacturers of toys, and, and all things pets. And so I went with an open mind and an open heart and my world yeah. just opened up and it was just so exciting. And then yes, the next year 
um, Pam and I met. And so every year we were like, you know, Hey, yeah. let's just meet up and go together. And then, you know, here you are 2022 yeah, here in Georgetown. And then Jessica, and so nice you, that's in the industry, I know. <laughs> you know, that we can bounce ideas yeah. off of and, and collaborate and collaborate grow with and learn with. It's grow. so powerful. It's, I get goosebumps. Yeah. And then I, and then it's Jessica cool. I met it's because so cool. she was a client and then she told me, she told That's me how. Oh, okay. we're moving from California to Georgetown. I'm like, you're going to Georgetown? Really? What a small world. <laughs> and, yes. You know, I, she beat me here, but by yeah. about six months, but isn't that funny? Of all, of all the, the places it's crazy to go. <laughs> and now here we are putting our knuckleheads together. It's true. But I I like it because you know I'm I'm traditional now brick and mortar, you know, retail and you know we have the online store but we you know we're nutrition, you know, based and holistic based and then you know focusing on dogs but we also do cat nutrition and you know then you're so focused on on cats, but you also touch mm -hmm. the lives of dogs and people and your, mm -hmm. and your holistic healing realm and with the energy and the muscle testing. And, you know, you have the, that background in addition to nutrition. And then Jessica, I think it's cool because you come in with the pet parenting reset and you're talking about positive training. You're talking a lot of the work you do, like the two of us is really changing the mindset mm -hmm. of pet parents and, you know, I have, you are, and I've seen you recently, you know, really putting yourself out there with some things that, you know, have, um, I don't want to say they're controversial, they but they mm -hmm. are outside the thinking of traditional. They yes. Thinking. Thank you. Um, and we all, you know, are thinking outside the box and, You've had some, you know, people in the industry raise questions and, you know, we say good for you and we're here cheering you on and joining you so that you, you are making the information available like we mm -hmm. all are so that people know they have a choice. And as you mentioned earlier, when I was asking questions so bravely to my veterinarian and I'm fortunate now because I have a veterinarian who's integrative and she welcomes my questions and I take my bag of supplements in and go, you know, here, you know, what do you think about these? And she gives me the thumbs up and I'm like, you know, thank, thankfully, I mean, it's just um, kind of solidifies mm -hmm. what I've been learning all these years. And, and that learning doesn't yeah. stop. I mean, y'all know I sent a webinar to you on Sunday, you know, so on Sunday, <laughs> you and I, we met four hours on, on our Sunday because we love what we do and we know we're making a difference, but you know, we're always learning. And so with your pet parenting reset, I love the name. Um, in your podcast, because you are, you know, opening up, hopefully, you know, people's minds to let's approach this yeah. pet parenting yeah, from a, a different story. perspective. Yeah. And so tell us <laughs> tell how us you, your story. Well, you know, what? I, my story is actually quite tell us your story. To many other people. And in hindsight, I have so many cringeworthy moments because there were very clear indications many times along the road <laughs> that I should have been looking for alternative 
health methods and I just didn't know better. Um, I was that person, just like both of you who I was at my veterinarian's, I was at my veterinarian's office all the time with the number of animals I had. And I did everything that I was quote unquote supposed to. And everybody got all of their shots every single year. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was in Virginia and it's a big thing there that we deworm our animals like every six months. Like it's, it's a thing. Like there are so many things. Um, and I was even that person that my veterinarian had, uh, Royal Canaan would come in. That's what she sold. And they would have representatives come in on the weekends. So the office would open on the weekends to hold, um, educational seminars for, you know, two or three hours on a Sunday, educating pet parents as to why we should be choosing Royal Canaan over any other. And I was there in the front row every single time, like learning, thinking that I was doing, you know, the absolute best for my pets. And, um, and, and then of course, all of my cats were on different formulas of Royal Canaan and, you know, all the things. And, um, meanwhile, like all this, I had a cat who had a vaccine reaction and fortunately my vet did tell me, okay, well, she had a reaction to the rabies vaccine. So we're never going to give this to her again, but I didn't understand why I didn't understand anything more about it other than, okay, we're never giving her a rabies vaccine again. Um, And kind of fast forward, I met my husband who had a dog and, or my now husband. (laughs) And right when I moved in with him, I decided I wanted my own dog. I adopted another dog. So we had two and she was a hot mess. She was um, confiscated from a hoarder who was hoarding animals as well. And, um, basically put into another hoarding situation with a foster who had about 40 dogs in her home, um, who were not getting medical care or anything. So when I adopted her, she immediately had to take her to the vet to, she had teeth rotting out of her mouth. She had a mammary tumor that we had removed all the things and, um, come to find out she was also at the time, partially blind. Um, they think because she was kicked and she had seizures while being, you know, mm-hmm. the, the good, you know, animal person I was, we were always at the vet and she was on seizure medication and yada, yada. One day I just decided I was going to cook for them, for my dogs. And it wasn't anything good or balanced looking back. Of course I'm cringing again. And it was just like chicken and rice and vegetables, Um, but they loved it. And I did know enough that it, I only supplemented with that because something in my head said they, they need more nutrients than this. So I didn't stop the kibble, um, that they were eating. And over time, you know, of course I've moved and new veterinarians and a veterinarian said, well, I guess you could add tomatoes to it. That would make it more balanced. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Because we all, oh my gosh, I guess know the amount of nutritional information <laughs> and education our veterinarians have. Um, 
he was like, yeah, it's good. I guess you could add some tomatoes. <laughs> so I started adding tomatoes. But what I noticed was even with adding the fresh foods oh, to my. the table, my dog who was having seizures wasn't having seizures. Yeah. And it yeah. took me a little while, probably a couple of months. Hmm. And I, wow. at the time they were eating just. And what food was your buffalo, dog on? And I was adding in this mixture that I would make of rice and uh -huh. chicken and peas and carrots. And then for a very short period of time, I added in tomatoes until mm -hmm. I was like, I don't think they should be eating tomatoes. But um, that's really when my vet told me that at the, the vet I had at the time to add tomatoes. That's really what like jump started my, I need to learn more about nutrition because my vet isn't even able to tell me what I should be doing. Um, so that's when I really started looking more into nutrition. But I also around that time right. looked at my husband and I said, when was the last time Claire had a seizure? And her seizures were bad. She was a little Pomeranian. Um, she, I, I say they were bad. They weren't, they weren't so bad that when she would have one, she snapped out of it pretty quickly. Like she came back to herself pretty darn quickly, but they scared the crap out of her. And she, the really bad ones, she literally did backflips. Um, and it was just terrifying, like, because she was scared oh to my death when she came out of them. She didn't understand them. Bless your heart. Um, and it really freaked me out. But I noticed with just adding in the fresh mm. foods that I was like, it's been months and Claire hasn't had a seizure. And so I started learning more about nutrition for dogs. Um, and I started looking for recipes to make food, which is when I found Dr. Judy Morgan. And I started making the pup loaf for them, which they absolutely loved. Yep. Um, and I was also doing something similar for my cats, but I was still giving them kibble um, because I just was like, if it's if I'm learning this about dogs and I'm learning that I don't know this much about dogs, I know I don't know what I'm doing with my cats. So I was giving them a similar, like they were getting meat and vegetables in addition to their kibble. Um, and, but I really woke up first with my dogs, especially with Claire and her seizures. So I'm like, I've got to learn more about this. And I just kept learning. I kept learning and I kept learning. And then I came across um, Kimberly Gautier with Keep the Tail Wagging. I actually think I found her before I found Dr. Becker and I found uh, Rodney Habib. So finding her, I found Darwin's and I said, this, let's, let, this is what we're doing. And mm -hmm. I started ordering Darwin's and my dogs were, I mean, Claire went over a year without a seizure after I started her on Darwin's. Um, wow. So I knew, yeah, I wow. knew I was doing the right thing. Once Getting I started her Darwin's, off of processed food. got them off of kibble. They were not eating kibble anymore. Um, I had a bag in the closet for emergencies and that was it. Like if we had to evacuate, um, for like a, an earthquake or something, yeah. cause I, I have to be prepared for everything. And, but my cats were still eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of kibble. Um, and it wasn't until my cat King Tut, had a really horrible ear infection that we could not get cleared up. And my vet put revolution on him and my cats hadn't had revolution for probably they had it when they were indoor outdoor cats. Um, so it had probably been around four or five years. They hadn't had any topical flea and tick. 
because they were all indoors. And he got a chemical burn on his back from the revolution. And I called my vet. This is the same one who told me to add tomatoes. And I said, he has a chemical burn from this. What, you know, he said, well, you've got one more dose to give him in a couple of weeks. I said, you're out of your damn mind. You're telling me that this product burned my cat and you want me to put another dose on him. And he was like, well, you don't have to, if you don't want to. And I said, yeah, (laughs) you're fired. Um, and that's really when it, it escalated out of nutrition for me. Like, there is a world outside of just feeding real foods to my pets that I got into. And I was very big into helping mm-hmm. shelters and rescues. I did a lot of like donation drives. Um, and somebody, just some random person on YouTube, because I had a YouTube channel um, all right by then, some random person on YouTube said to me, um, is that really the best way to help? And for whatever reason, that comment got me. And I was like, is it the best way to help? So I said to myself, what can I do to keep dogs out of the shelters? And that's when I said, I decided I was going to learn how to be a dog trainer. So it kind of all came full circle with me. I was doing nutrition first and then realized there's more to it and then decided to become a dog trainer. And that's why I I really, you know, when people contact me because they have problem behaviors with their dogs, I'm very upfront with them about, I can help you with these problem behaviors. I'm happy to schedule with you, but I want you to understand, you know, I work with the whole dog. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about the food you're feeding. We're going to talk about the vaccines yes. that your dog is getting. We're going to talk about yep. um, environmental toxins in your home. We're going to talk about it all. Um, and most people are very, very receptive to that, which I'm very thankful for. Um, and yep. I, but I think people... Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you're doing whole dog training. <laughs> whole the whole dog, because you you obviously you know know about the connection between mm. the health of the gut, which is completely susceptible yeah. to all the things you just said: the flea tick medicine, mm-hmm. the vaccines you've talked about, the food, and it yep. is a disruptor. And then the, that yeah. connection mm-hmm. between the gut and the brain. So if you're you trying do. to train, you have to have a healthy Mm-hmm. brain, which you've got to go to the gut. Um, there's so much research yeah. and more and more coming out about the connect, the, the gut brain connection. And so I'm, that's what makes you really different because I've come, I come across a lot of trainers and again, I have questions. Those are not always met with, you know, re- reception, right? Um, because, I know what I know. And when I'm making a recommendation, I want to be a hundred percent confident or 99.9% confident that um, everybody's on the same yeah. page and, or that I set that expectation to say, okay, if you're going to call Jessica, then you need to know that she's going to talk to you about the whole yeah. pet because, you know, it's just like with us. I mean, we know if we take a test, we're better if we're rested. If we're going to be alert while we're 
going throughout our day or driving, you know, water is mm-hmm. better than sugary drinks and a, a healthy meal is better than McDonald's French fries. And all that has an effect on yep. um, our thinking and our level of alertness mm-hmm. and our ability to just function. So yeah. no different for pets. Yes. So I'm so glad that and, your and, journey and led so, you to that so whole true. pet. I can't tell you how many dogs, their quote unquote behavioral problems have completely stopped from switching off of a kibble into a fresh food diet. Yeah. I mean, yes, yes. Something yeah. I'm convinced yes. it's all the chemical additives mm-hmm. that I put in the food. They're toxic. Yeah. They sure. Are toxic. It, yeah. That and, you know, glutens, soys, you know, all the genetically modified ingredients to try yeah. to keep up with the food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, our, our bodies mm-hmm. and, and pets' bodies don't know what to do with soy. It's a foreign. Um, but being genetically modified on top of it, it's just, you know, it's um, just like corn. One of the mm-hmm. most genetically modified crops and it's feed. It's what we use to fatten, which is a shame livestock because so they grow bigger so that they can feed more people. Eat. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. no, no, we're not. We're not. I love you. So, you know, I always say, go, go buy that 40 pound bag of Kirkland's food for $50. Yeah. You're going to spend a mm-hmm. whole lot of money on vet bills. I had a, somebody that came into the store the other day and um, was talking to a new customer and they were looking at our freeze dried raw and our gently cooked raw. And they ended up talking to each other. And I always love that in the store. And um, one of the ladies who was a fairly recent, you know, customer, she's been with us for six or nine months and, um, she told the new customer, she goes, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah. She goes, but I haven't been in the vet's <laughs> office in months. And all of us here started out by mm-hmm. saying our pets started having mm-hmm. issues and we had to go for medical help. And all of us here have said, just, you know, I put two and two together or this, mo- this moment brought me to, oh my gosh, you know, what if, or, you know, we all questioned it and then went to seek information. So I think, you know, that's the people that come to each of us. And those are the people too, that are going to, you know, really yeah, enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry for knowledge. Yeah. And so I, I truly believe that the universal timing yeah. is, is awesome. And you're not listening to this podcast by accident. Yeah. There is no <laughs> such thing as accidents. It's divine. Yeah. Timing. And I'm so glad that while there are some similarities, yep. we do each have different stories because I'm sure whoever is listening right now can hear themselves in one of us and relate. Um, I think that mm-hmm. is so key to connecting yeah. with yeah. whoever you're For getting sure. information from. It's it, it, it's just one of the things like you can you can hear the same message from two different people, but you're going to resonate with one of them more than the other. Right. Um, and, and so Mm -hmm. hopefully, um, Mm -hmm. as you're listening, you're, you're resonating with one or all of us. (laughs) 
Absolutely. So those are our stories. And as I said, I'm sure, I'm sure you're hearing yourself in at least one of our stories because whether you start, you started with your own health journey or your pet's health journey, you're realizing that there's so much more out there to learn. And the more you learn, the better you can do for your pets. So I, I don't know how, how often are we going to do that? I have no idea (laughs) how often we're going to do this, but we will be back. So make sure you give this podcast a follow and reach out to any one of us. How, how can people find us on social websites? Tell me. Dana. Well, Pupology is on Instagram, pupology.atx for Austin, Texas. Um, we're also on Facebook with simply just Pupology. Mm-hmm. Um, and online, it's shoppupology.com. I will say that that is a, um, a website that does not have shipping. <laughs> we are very hyper-local. Um, I'm big about, you know, loving local and really catering to my community um, and to my, my neighbors. And, you know, just we do delivery within um, 10 to 15 mile radius of the store. Um, it's free over $50. But our our big draw is um, coming into the store. It, we are a destination and um, we're told time and time again, and something that I'm very proud of no, and very happy about is that you know, we're not like other my pastors. My husband always says, why don't you just get it, not, get it delivered? Just, and I'm like, but I want to go in the store. Yeah, your husband <laughs> said that. Because, <laughs> you know, that that's part of the experience. I mean, you can go to a warehouse, you can go to a big box, you you can go to a cookie cutter place and you can spend a lot of money on pet products. Or you can come to, you know, our little 1950s cottage um, and have a very a unique experience from the moment you drive up to the minute you walk in. We're happy that you're there. Um that's another part of my origin story is I was, I became so um, disenchanted with walking into mm-hmm. big corporate stores and number one, not being greeted. Number two, I often wouldn't even see an associate, but um, I'm just shocked at the, it's just rude. The lack of customer service. I was trying to get um, some, there's these awesome cactus, uh, tortillas that I had found at my local grocery store. And I went to try to find them and I had my bat, my buggy. There were three people trying to stock the bread aisle and I was in their way. They were not slowing down. They were to, for me to do my shopping or offering to help me. They were sitting there just, you know, huffing and puffing and changing their, you know, weight on each knee. Um, because I was in the way that of where they needed to stock and, I'm I'm really just sick and tired of that because you have a choice. We all have a choice about where we shop, where we spend our hard-earned money. And so my team and I, we're happy that you walk through that door. 
We're ecstatic that you walked through that door. We want to help you that we exist for that purpose. So I wish I could say, go to my website and, you know, you can go to my website and do the research and, you know, see what good, you know, healthy products we have and then go mm-hmm. to your local independent pet store if you have one. You know, I mean, Support them. the the money that we give back, yes, well, that supports mm-hmm. your local neighbors, right? You're in putting food on their tables and they're helping to put food, healthy food on your pets, you know, in your pet's bowls, but you know, we give back to our community. Um, I'm not so sure that our biggest yeah. online retailer gives back to my mm-hmm. community. Pretty sure they don't. Mm-hmm. They might send you flowers when your pet passes away because they've got lots of money to do that. Um, <laughs> it has the same your, name as them. <laughs> yeah. Or donate to their own charity. Yeah. I mean, you know, they do. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, you know, that's another part of this podcast. I am super, you know, love your local stores. Um, and there are a lot of them around the Austin area that are, you know, local stores, not a, not a whole lot that have knowledgeable staff to help you with various things. There are some, I know, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> but sorry for, you know, getting on my soapbox, but Instagram, and we also have a new TikTok. Yeah. I'm hoping that I get better at that. Awesome. <laughs> we have, and it's Pupology. P U P O L O G Y. Well, you can find us at perfectlyholistic.com. That's P U R R R, perfectlyholistic.com. And then shop.perfectlyholistic.com is the online e commerce store for cats. And we also have amazing services on there for both pets and people that are done remotely. So you can live anywhere in the world and take advantage of those services. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. It's all perfectly holistic. So check us out. And my email is Pam at perfectly holistic.com. If you want to reach out personally and ask me any questions. Absolutely. Happy um, to help. And mine is the pet parenting reset. So you can find me YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. My Instagram is my name though. It's Jessica Lynn Fisher. But um, more importantly, any information that we just gave you will be on the website, pethealthjunkies.com. So you don't have to remember anything but pethealthjunkies.com. (laughs) And you can find all of us. That's true. (laughs) Give your pets some extra love from all of us. And when you know better, you can do better. So that's what we're here. Yeah, we're here to help yep. you know better so Lots that you love. can Glad y'all are here. do better. So we'll talk to you next time, guys. Bye.